Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and training and managing and scouting. All of my teams, 365 days a year. So do you. So in the off-season here, let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 262. I'm going to talk about 10 players that I think are worth grabbing off the waiver wire. Might be available in your leagues. Of course, we all have different depths of our leagues. Most of my leagues have at least 300 players rostered. Sometimes as many as 400, believe it or not. Uh, So these are going to be available in every league. But these are the ones that, in my leagues, I've actually made uh, some moves to acquire these players uh, within the last few weeks, even since the regular season has ended. You know, one of the things that I said that dynasty managers should do at this time of year is to clean up their watch list by unfollowing players that are no longer you're no longer interested in, or maybe they've actually solidified a roster spot on your team or another team for that matter. But clean up that watch list. Most of us have a scout team or a watch list, however they call it. One of the things I do at the end of the season is clean mine up. And then I carefully review the list of all the other available players, especially the rookies, and add them back to the watch list. So I have a fresh new watch list. If you were listening to me a few weeks ago too, one of the things I said that's great to do this time of year is to look through the uh, which team players on your teams are free agents. Really look through the, the actual NFL contracts of the players on your team. Because what that's gonna do is that's gonna give you a chance to see which players that are maybe on the waiver wire have a chance to improve should another player leave the team. And so what you do then is then you can just churn the back end of your roster at this time of year. Drop older players, definitely drop your kicker if you have a kicker league, and then add players like the ones that I'm going to talk about right now. So I've actually completed the process for all nine of my dynasty leagues. And now I've added the following players to many of those rosters, and I recommend that you might uh, do the same. I've cleaned up my watch list. Now I'm churning the back of my roster. And then this next week is going to be real fun. I'm actually going to start to focus on the rookies. As I told you before, I released my rookie rankings on Super Bowl Sunday. So I've got one week here down to to study the rookies as best I can. Next week probably won't have a podcast because I'll be doing so much work on the the rookies. But I will, even if I do a podcast, it might be a one-minute podcast just to say, hey, the, the rookie rankings are live on the website. So that'll be fun. All right, let's talk about these are the players that I've added in several of my leagues the last few weeks, either at the end of the season or even after the Super Bowl in the Fantasy Super Bowl. First, I'll go by position, too, so these are in no particular order, but Aiden O'Connell. Uh, O'Connell was still available on the waiver wire in several of my one-quarterback leagues, and so I added him in two of those leagues. Uh, as of now, he's the presumptive starter for Las Vegas next year. Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract, but O'Connell earned a starting role ahead of him last year even though it was primarily because of financial reasons that they were trying to protect Jimmy from it possibly getting hurt and having to pay him more money. The Raiders, though, uh, under O'Connell, finished the season pretty well and almost made the playoffs. I don't think they're going to have an opportunity to draft one of this year's top-tier quarterbacks. But that said, it's a deep, it's a pretty deep class, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders do draft a quarterback on day two or three like they did last year when they drafted O'Connell. I even saw him one mock draft this morning that they actually had him drafting uh, a quarterback in the first round. So that could be interesting too. Maybe there will be more co- competition. But even if he has competition for the starting role next year, uh, it's likely going to be a player you know, that's not the top tier of the quarterbacks. And so O'Connell, he's played a lot of games in his first year, so he should be the one that's the starter to start the season, I think. 
And if that's the case, he should be rostered in every single uh, one-quarterback league. So I was happy to add him to two of my rosters. Next player is Emmanuel Wilson, running back for Green Bay. I admit that I was late to the game on adding Wilson. I really was. But I was able to add him in one of my leagues uh, just just a, uh, this week, actually. I didn't know anything about this 24-year-old rookie from Fort Valley State. <laughs> I didn't know anything about him. Uh, but during one of the Packers playoff games, I heard the announcers talking about how much the coaching staff likes Wilson and how much his role could increase next year. A.J. Dillon is a free agent, and the Packers will let him walk most likely, making Wilson a backup behind Aaron Jones. And Wilson ran for 2,206 yards and 24 touchdowns in his two seasons at uh, Fort Valley State. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. So pretty impressive, even though it was at a very small school. Uh, the Packers, you know, they draft well, and they may have found a deep sleeper in Wilson. I'm eager to see what he can become, and I'm upset that other managers have added him to their rosters before I did, but at least I got him in one league. Check your leagues to see if Emmanuel Wilson might still be out there. One more running back for us would be Kevin Harris, a running back for the Patriots. If the Patriots do not re-sign Ezekiel Elliott, he was just on a one-year contract last year, but if he's not re-signed, then Kevin Harris is going to become a backup to Ramondre Stevenson next year. I actually loved Harris's college shape and production, and I was shocked to see him fall to the sixth round in that 2022 NFL draft. Uh, he's definitely been buried on the depth chart his first two years in New England, uh, but finally has a chance to emerge next year if the Patriots do not sign a free agent or draft another running back. We don't know what the Patriots' new coaching staff you know, wants to do with the offense, so it's worth adding Harris right now just to find out. Uh, every second string running back in the NFL should be on dynasty rosters, right? Handcuffs always get a chance to play every year because there's injuries, and many become startable players for those weeks that they're starting, and then some actually surpass the starter and even have breakout to win the starting job. So Harris was rostered in most of my leagues, but I was able to add him in one league uh, here near the end of the season. Now to receivers, uh, Andre Yosevas. Yosevas is my most added player since the season ended. He is my most added player. I added him to three of my rosters at the end of the season, and then two more rosters since the season ended. Here's why. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Trent Irwin are all free agents. And while odds are high, I think that Bengals are actually going to keep Higgins. They're going to find a way to keep him. Um, he may sign with another team. You don't know. Yossi Voss was the fifth on the team in wide receiver snaps last season, but the second, third, and fourth highest uh, receivers in snap counts were the, those three that are actually not possibly not going to be with the team next year. Yosevas played in the played a little bit more as the season progressed too. He had 92% of the snaps and two touchdowns in the playoff game when Higgins was injured. Um, so he's you know had a stellar career at Princeton, and the Bengals I think they like what they found. Even though he was a sixth round draft pick, they like it, and I'm pleased to have Yosevas in so many of my teams. He's definitely the player that I added the most. Next would be Tyler Scott, wide receiver Chicago. If you follow me for very long, you know that I'm. Um, I pumped up Scott as a sleeper in last year's draft and rookie drafts, and he's a player that I added to a lot of my dynasty rosters last season. Uh, even though he didn't do much on the field in his rookie season, um, I was able to pick him up off the waivers last last year during the season for several leagues too. Darnell Mooney, he's set to be a free agent, and I don't think he's going to resign with the Bears. Uh, the Bears also might be drafting Caleb Williams as a first pick in the NFL draft. And so if that's the case, Scott's going to be way more involved in the offense next season and he's going to have a better quarterback as far as a passing quarterback. The Bears do also have the ninth pick, so that makes me a little bit nervous since they have the first pick and the ninth. The ninth pick would put them in a great position to draft one of this year's top wide receivers, too. If that was the case, Scott's value would plummet. Um, but if not, 
I think that's the only thing that could really prevent Scott from becoming a solid wide receiver two behind DJ Moore next year. Um, I did not add Scott in any of my leagues at the end of the season. That's just because he was already on most of my rosters. <laughs> but I do want to recommend him here since I think he might be available in your leagues. He's a player that you would definitely consider grabbing. Next would be uh, Xavier Gibson from wide receiver for the Jets. Uh, Gibson earned that wide receiver three role for the Jets even in his rookie season, uh, finishing third in wide receiver snaps. And near the end of the season, however, he was actually receiving more snaps than the Jets wide receiver two, Alan Lazard. Gibson was effectively the wide receiver two at the end of the season. He could be the wide receiver two next season too, behind Garrett Wilson. Um, and on the receiving end of a better quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So this was an undrafted free agent from my home state. <laughs> played at Stephen F. Austin and was definitely the darling of Hard Knocks show if you watched that last year because he earned a spot on the team ahead of guys with much greater you know, draft pedigree and uh, draft capital. Uh, he had that game-winning punt return for a touchdown in his first NFL game, which was ridic ridiculous, and became much more than a special teams player by the end of the season. I think he's definitely worth a back-end roster spot. I added him in two of my leagues, including one today. <laughs> I just searched again. was like, oh, I forgot to search in this league, and I added him in that league. Next are some guys that I'm not as excited about, but I want to mention them here. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver for Dallas. Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup are both under contract, but they each have that potential out in their contract. And Dallas may need to let one or both of them go just to clear up some cap space. If one or both of them go, Tolbert's going to benefit. And so he still has two more years on his contract, and he's just getting paid just over a million dollars a year. And so Dallas will be wise to maybe cut some cut some fat by uh, cutting uh, Cooks or Gallup and see what happens. I've yet to add Tolbert to any of my rosters, honestly, but I've added him to my watch list in all my leagues. And when the NFL New Year begins here in March and the teams start making financial decisions regarding their rosters, the Cowboys receivers are going to be some of the groups that I watch the most. And if Cooks or Gallup gets cut, I will add Tolbert immediately to my rosters at that point. So keep him on your radar. Next one. Going back to an old staple, um, David Bell uh, for Cleveland. Uh, Bell was one of my biggest dynasty misses. I was sure, I was just certain that he was going to be a great NFL player after his incredibly productive years in college at Purdue and then this decent third-round capital. Uh, but he's just really not lived up to the hype. And the Browns, since they drafted him, they added Amari Cooper in free agency, traded for Elijah Moore, and then drafted Cedric Tillman. So why am I telling you that you should be thinking about him? I don't know. All four of these guys are under contract next year, you know, so he definitely doesn't have an open lane to a starting role. But I'm still listing him here as someone I still want to bank on yeah, one more time, just in case he's the very last guy on my roster. If I had a kicker, if I was in a kicker league, you know, had a kicker league, I would take the kicker, drop the kicker, and Bell would be the type of guy that I would want to do, add just to give him one more chance. Now, a couple tight ends to mention. Uh, particularly excited about these two, actually. One would be Brevin Jordan. For Houston, uh, Jordan has never lived up to his 2021 rookie draft capital. Um, we thought that we'd expect a lot more from him in that that class. He was among the top tight ends in that class, but he still can prove himself next year. Uh, particularly, this is a thing to watch. Particularly, if the Texans do not re-sign Dalton Schultz, uh, his long touchdown in the Texans' winning playoff game must have given the coaching staff a little something to think about in the offseason. It's true that the Texans are way below the salary cap, so they actually have a lot of money to spend in free agency this year, and it's going to be an attractive landing spot for teams to want to come play because they're going to have C.J. Stroud and uh, everyone loves the coach DeMarco, uh, D'Amico Ryans. And so, even so, I think Jordan is a player worth holding on just in case he does win the starting role and breaks out 
in his final year of his rookie contract. Really follow closely what Houston does in free agency. But for now, I want to hold Brevin Jordan on a lot of my rosters. I think I added him in like four different leagues here at the end of the season. And then the last guy that I actually added in multiple leagues is tied in Davis Allen for the Rams. Allen was the last player that I added to several of my teams uh, just, just like within the last week. I added him in uh, four of my rosters after Tyler Higbee tore his ACL on the final playoff game. That ACL tear means that Allen could be in line to become the Rams' starting tight end, at least at the start of the season. It kind of depends on what happens with Higbee's surgery and how he recovers. Um, he's a rookie with, you know, fourth-round draft capital on his team, and we know that the Rams, among all teams, know how to hit on late-round picks. It's almost all they have is late-round picks, but they get guys like Puka Nakua, and I forget their defensive lineman that they got this year that was incredible. They know what they're doing when they're drafting these days. And so drafting Allen uh, makes me want to put a little bit of hope in him, particularly given that he could be the starter. So pick up Davis Allen in your leagues if you have a chance. All right. Well, I'd encourage you guys to go through that process. Number one, go through your watch list and take all the guys off that you don't want to be on there anymore. Go through the whole list of players available and add to your watch list, particularly add rookies. And then as you're doing that process, figure out what the free agent situations are around the league and think about ways that you can churn the very back end. I'm talking about the last two or three players on your roster, guys that you'd be willing to churn out, get rid of some old guys, get rid of your kicker, add some of these guys just to wait and see what happens. Free agency and the NFL draft are going to change things a lot for certain, but for now, these are the 10 guys that I've added most from the end of the season to this part of the season right now as we head toward the Super Bowl. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than any other social media, so contact me that way. Again, I'm the little little podcast here doing things independently. I would love it if you take time to rate and review the podcast. That would mean a lot for me. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.